Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome aboard, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer with you. The Bauer and Rose Show, the Bauer and Rose Podcast at JustTheNews.com. You can catch us on the radio on Sunday, Sirius XM, The Patriot Channel 125. Make sure give us a five-star rating. Hit that subscribe button. Recommend us to friend and foe alike. I, I don't know where we start. I don't know if we start with a town hall, but I got to hit you with this. Um, yesterday, the... Uh, GOP House Committee, chaired by Representative Jim Comer, laid out some pretty damning evidence about Biden family payoffs. Uh, truly extraordinary stuff, but this isn't my... We all know Biden's corrupt. We all know the FBI's corrupt. The broader question is, what do we have to do to end the cover-up? Today's Wall Street Journal, today's Wall Street Journal, Front, the Not the New York Times, not the London Guardian, not the communist Spartacus, not a word. There's a little clip on page A16. Now, what did the 36-page uh, House <clears throat> Investigation Committee come out yesterday? Some More than $10 million were transferred from foreign nationals related to the Chinese and Romanian governments, at least, through this complex Byzantine series of transactions to uh, as part of an international influence peddling scheme. Now, the money was paid, Gary, to nine family members, including three minor Biden grandchildren who obviously did nothing wrong. They probably know anything about it. But they're exceptional. They are excited. I know all three of them. These these are these are brilliant uh, seven and eight and nine year olds. I, I don't know what their ages are, but I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, when I will the cover part. up end? It's not a story. It's it's unbelievable. They ha- they create more than 20 LLCs. Now, a limited liability corporation is designed to protect confidentiality. Not only is there nothing wrong with an LLC, a lot of people have them. You probably have one. <clears throat> I used to have had one. I might have one again. They had 20. The Bidens had 20 that at least we were able to find so far. They were set up to create this incredibly complex and complicated web of of uh, cutouts and pass-throughs all designed to hide their tracks and for what for what what services did joe biden did jim biden did uncle jimmy's wife did hunter biden's wife did hunter biden's ex-wife and these three grandkids what services did they provide to the romanian government that paid them in this instance a million dollars and in total 10 million while joe biden was vice president of the united states were they making products were they selling services remember all the crap that trump pardon me remember all the uh the bovine excrement that Trump got during his presidency for quote unquote foreign business dealings. He was a foreign businessman. He was in the hotel business. He had legitimate businesses in these countries. When will this cover up? And it's incredible. It's the cover up I want to talk about more than the Biden corruption, which we all should know about. Well, uh, Tom, OK, first of all, in The Wall Street Journal, The Wall Street Journal is owned by the Murdochs, Right. Uh, they just kicked uh, uh, Tucker Carlson off of Fox because he was raising things that uh, were uncomfortable for them. So the, the news part of The Wall Street Journal isn't much better uh, than uh, the news part, so-called news part of The New York Times or, or The Washington Post. The editorial page is only modestly better in my view. I mean, it's it's you know, it's right when it's talking about marginal tax rates. Uh, but, you know, it lapses pretty quickly into old line establishment Republican and, uh, you know, all the rest of that. And so, Tom, there is a whole there are a whole bunch of people, not only on the left, but 
in the Republican Party or broadly speaking on our side that desperately, desperately, desperately do not want Donald Trump to get back in office. And so they can't to completely bring down Joe Biden because they're going to end up with their nightmare, which is Donald Trump. That's one explanation. Tom, the only other thing I would say is I think we under report or under describe the situation when we call it a cover up or no, I'm talking about media cover up media. No, no, cover-up. I know. Okay. I know. No, I know. But that, that's what I'm talking about. It look. They have never admitted that the whole dossier was a complete and utter lie. They have never come out and said the uh, letter signed by all of the former security, national security guys was complete BS. It was a political operation to give Joe Biden a talking point during the debate. What I'm getting at, Tom, is... It's not that they're covering up this story any more than the government controlled press and the Soviet Union covered up stories. What they did was indoctrinate people. They indoctrinated them by telling them lies or they indoctrinated them by not telling them the truth about something or by spiking stories that they needed to know about. We're not dealing with a cover up. We're dealing with the media that is an arm of the leftist movement in America. These reporters get up in the morning thinking to themselves, what can I do to advance the cause? They're not getting up in the morning saying, uh, you know, somebody joked about yesterday, if they report the story, they could win a Pulitzer. They don't want to win a Pulitzer for this. They can win their Pulitzers by lying. They get Pulitzers for lying. They don't want to get a Pulitzer for telling the truth. That would be damaging to the cause that they wake up every Monday morning serving. So it's why we are in such a mess. They wake up with the same thought processes as a socialist neo-Marxist professor Okay, does. now I'm really going to set you over the edge. I've got a, a fancy Kindle here. I just hit latest news in Wall Street Journal. So this is a, a story that just came out moments ago in the Wall Street. Wall Street Journal, not New York Times, not the Guardian of London, not the... Here's the headline. Quote, you sitting down, Bauer, because I think... Your nitroglycerin. I'm going to stand up so that I can sit down. This is the headline. Republicans seek new momentum for Biden family attacks. Republicans seek new momentum for Biden family attacks. Now, that's that. Now, the Biden family could have written that headline. Right. That's the Wall Street Journal. Why are they protecting Joe? I get they don't like Trump. I understand that. You know, I'm even fine with it. I don't care whether they like Trump or they don't like Trump. No, 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 no. See, you you still didn't get it. Uh, Tom, I I mean, mean, that's my fault because I made it Trump specific. They are vehemently opposed to populist conservatism. This is the uniparty in all its glory. Tom, the amazing thing is that Donald Trump won election to begin with. I believe he won twice. Uh, that's another time for another day. But uh, that that the populist conservative movement, in spite of everything, continues to be there. It's a powerful force because people in both parties, it's not just that they want Donald Trump off the scene. They want anything that looks like Donald Trump off the scene. They're getting, I started to use an inappropriate word. They're getting ticked off at DeSantis because he's fighting the culture war too hard. We're seeing story after story in the Wall Street Journal. I've seen columnists in the Wall Street Journal on the conservative editorial page that we're supposed to think, well, The news is something else, but the editorial page is on our side. There have been multiple columns in the last two weeks on the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal attacking DeSantis because he's spending too much time 
going after Disney. You got to be grown up, they say to the governor. Move on. The people of Florida aren't thinking about Walt Disney Company as the number one thing. See, it's that downplaying, Tom, of all the cultural issues, all the values issues. They want them brought up just enough to turn out a bunch of people like me to vote but they definitely don't want to do anything about those issues because they're quite comfortable with a world of 52 genders, all sorts of people getting married, crap being taught in the schools. As long as the marginal tax rate is at the right level, carried interest can still be deducted, and there's a good old war you can send your son to that we won't win. That's their agenda. Keep us distracted by all these other things. And it's just stunning how, you know, Donald Trump's been out of office for two and a half years. And that's all the media cares about. This trial in New York, the the Carol rape trial, zero. There was literally no evidence to present. No evidence was presented. And we live in such a, a bifurcated, polarized society where... In New York City, Donald Trump is going to get a fair trial when he won, what was it, 7% of the vote? The city is 93% against him. Everything now is political. This this quote-unquote rape trial in which, uh, this civil trial in which he was, you know, not guilty of rape, but they created this other, what was it, sexual, I don't know, I don't even know, based on zero evidence. There was no, this woman couldn't recall the year that it happened, there are no. Oh, no come obvi- on, Tom. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> I look. I mean, obviously, obviously, but you've got wide swaths of everybody on the left, but you've got swaths of people on the right saying, "How can a Christian support Donald Trump now after we know he? Do- we know no such thing." And in the fact that there are people that claim they're on our side that are more disturbed about this case than they are about the obvious fact that the legal system is being used against as a weapon against populist conservatism in any wherever. Look at look at the charging of this George Santos guy. In New York. Now, I'm I'm no he's front, by the way, front page Wall Street Journal today, front page George Santos. Yeah. I, I mean, we the guy's a liar. Obviously, I don't know how many of the four hundred and thirty five members of Congress are liars, but I would imagine the proportion is higher than you or I would like to believe. Let's say he's a bigger liar and he is a bigger liar than most of them. He's a he's a he's a backbench. Nobody, a backbench. Nobody. And this is the same day that. The House Oversight Committee releases this 36-page report, which is all but unindictable. The president says, I don't know anything about it. He didn't know anything about it. He didn't know. And the press secretary says, um, uh, we don't have to prove anything. I, and that's the answer. And the media accepts that as an answer. Now, look, but Ducey, the dad, not the son, Ducey on Fox and Friends this morning was the guy whose assignment was that as they talked about the case, he would jump in regularly and go, well, let's see if they can tie it to the president. They haven't been able to tie it to the president. There's, there's no evidence yet that it has anything to do with the president. You laughed, Tom. I, I laughed and then I screamed at the television set because it's obviously in every way tied to the president. The, as you pointed out, there, none of these people were providing services to any of these foreign interests. Not only that, none of these people were capable of providing a service. You mean the seven-year-old granddaughter of uh, of uh, Bo Biden did not provide services to this Romanian uh, Popovich or whatever his name? She didn't. She didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Look. Um, here's nobody has pointed this out. I haven't heard it on Fox. I haven't heard it anywhere. Um, For the last two weeks, they've been trying to uh, again, lynch Clarence Thomas, 
Remember, he said in his confirmation hearing that what he was being put through was a high-tech lynching. They're trying to lynch him again. And one of the things that they have brought up is that a big conservative in Texas helped pay the tuition or paid the tuition for Clarence Thomas's nephew to attend a better school in attempt to save the kid who was having some problems. And the entire media complex was suggesting that by that kid being helped, clearly Clarence Thomas could not be trusted on the Supreme Court to make decisions on issues that came before him if in any way, shape, or form those decisions would touch the interest of this guy in Texas. Now, nobody was able to cite any cases that came before the Supreme Court that touched that guy's interest, that Clarence Thomas ruled on in an unusual way or ruled in a way that as a constitutionalist conservative, he wouldn't rule. But that's been the great talk in Washington for weeks now. And yet it all disappears when this report comes out. Oh, well, that's that was money for the grandchildren. That that didn't have anything to do. So we're supposed to believe that really disgusting people in Romania and communist China and Ukraine are just getting up in the morning going, you know, this morning, honey, what really was on my mind, I want to help all the relatives uh, of this one family in the United States. What's the family? Oh, the Biden family. I, I want to help his brothers, his sisters, his grandchildren, his baby his chauffeur. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with the, the guy that's going to, you know, the vice president who likely will be president someday. I just like Bidens, you know. So this this uh, these LLCs, Tom, when you when a family sets up 20 LLCs, that is a classic mark of an organized crime family. This is you know, this is the same thing as you know, if you make a ten thousand dollar deposit in a bank. That sets off a suspicious report to uh, the IRS and the Treasury and so forth. So what people started doing was making $9,999 deposit. Well, the, the federal government had to make it clear to the banks that when it's coming right in under the level that's officially suspicious, that's suspicious. Light bulb. No, look, I mean, and, and this is exactly what we've known now for <clears throat> years that no one cares about. 16 of these 17 payments from this Romanian Popovich to the Bidens occurred while Biden was vice president at the very time, the very days that Biden was, I'm not making this up, was in Romania warning the Romanians about government corruption. corruption. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, Tom, we've we've got Biden on videotape and tape. We've got Biden on videotape uh, wowing a crowd of uh, Democrat donors that uh, he didn't like what some guy in Ukraine was doing in his investigations. And he told the Ukrainian government, get rid of that guy. And they go, oh, we're not going to get rid of that guy. And then Biden said to them, uh, get rid of that guy or I'm going to cut your money off. And then he kind of pauses and he leans forward and he goes, and guess what? Before the day was over, they got rid of that guy. Can you imagine if anything like that had been said by Donald Trump I, or Mike Pence or. And then and then there's the FBI, which has now become just it's it's corrupt. It's corrupt to the core. Congress issues the Comer Commission Committee issues a legally binding congressional subpoena to the FBI to produce documents related to some of their findings. I think the deadline was Wednesday or Thursday uh, late this week. And the FBI basically, you know, gave them the double bird. Um, the FBI doesn't have a right to stand between you and our knowledge of the American president, the, the, the FBI has no constitutional powers. It's not in there. Getting information on Joe Biden, there's only so much that a congressional committee can do. It has subpoena powers, but it can't impanel a grand jury. It can't appoint a special prosecutors. They say the FBI says, well, you know, the information, we're going to decline your uh, perfectly legal 
congressional subpoena for information because um, this whistleblower, and by the way, I, I didn't mention that a whistleblower uh, came forward and said the FBI has all these documents that that can confirm that they are covering up the Biden corruption uh, story. They say, well, sorry, we, we can't comply because the information contained in those data points is not reliable. Uh, it's a risk to sources and methods. Sources and methods. You know, the FBI uses a warrant <laughs> to conduct, you know, a SWAT team uh, ransack of Melania's closet Apparently unconcerned about sources and methods, they take the phones of Donald Trump's attorneys um, without authorization to uh, spy on them or to collect intelligence on them, unconcerned about sources and methods. They, they, leaned, they, they leaned on telephone companies to turn over the records of any telephone picked up on their system that was within a mile of the Capitol on January 6th. Well, the great majority, 99% of the people that were within a mile of the Capitol on January 6th were completely peaceful U.S. citizens exercising their First Amendment rights. I mean, they, they, the Justice Department, they then use the FBI to violate attorney-client privilege. They use the FBI to shake down witnesses. They use the FBI to go after parents at school board meetings. They, As you mentioned, they go after the nonviolent January Six uh, protesters. They use the FBI uh, for SWAT raids on Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and all the others. And now they're telling us they're concerned about sources and methods. This is screaming from the rooftops and there's no public clamor. So, Tom, if you, uh, you know, w when there are people uh, that angrily call out the FBI and say this is unacceptable, this is outrageous. You've been compromised by the American political left. You're being used as a tool against our enemies. We need to take your, some of your funding away. You know, guess what happens? Instinctively, a bunch of good Republicans run to a microphone and say, look, I just want to say right now, I am not part of this attack on federal law enforcement and on the brave men and women of the FBI who are doing a great job in keeping us, you know, da, 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 da. We are so instinctively lost in the 1970s and 1980s as conservatives. We support law enforcement even when it's corrupt. I mean, this is insane. Get Get a clue, people. This is not 1980. It's not 1990. It's 19, it's 2023, and we are in the process of losing our constitutional republic. And if one more election in 2024 goes the wrong way, Tom, it is over. It is over. Some of these people will be hall monitors in the American gulag, and they'll be quite happy to have a job when they're providing that service. We're going to take a break when we come back. You know, we've talked for 20 plus minutes about the story that isn't being covered. And this is the very day where our southern border is now officially finally completely open. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. You're listening to the Bauer and Rose Show and the Bauer and Rose Podcast on Sirius XM Channel 125 and JustTheNews.com. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, everybody. Tom Rose with you. Bauer and Rose is the name of the show. Uh, Thursday, May 11th, Title 42, which was um, a piece of, of uh, congressional statute that allowed for our border control agents to, on public health grounds because of COVID, to try and crack down 
uh, to try and use it as a tool to slow down the absolute wave, this tsunami of illegal uh, immigrants, aliens crossing our border. Uh, that's gone now. There are between 700,000 and 1 million illegals. They're not illegal yet because they're still on the Mexican side, but waiting to simply walk across the border. And when the New York Times, of all places, actually admits that Joe Biden's border policies encourage illegal immigration, that's when you have to start rubbing uh, your eyes to for the Times to report anything that reflects poorly on Biden. I mean, that's a minor miracle. The, um, it, the Times was asserting, you know, as recently as two years ago, that blaming the increase on arrivals um, covers over the truth. Well, now they've completely backtracked and are claiming that uh, the main motivations uh, from Mexico uh, have now become the main motivation is it's easy to do. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what? Why wouldn't they? Right. I mean, it's and it's the it's the you know people until I, I I hear Tom until I'm blue in the face. Well, I you know this is not great, but Gary, 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 come on. We are a nation of immigrants. We've always had a policy of letting immigrants come into America. Well, they're leaving out a few things. You know, when the previous waves of immigration into America, we weren't a welfare state yet. We're a welfare state today. So every illegal that enters the country becomes a burden on the American taxpayer. That alone ought to be a wake-up call to the people that want to, again, live in the past and think that we're living in a normal time. Second of all, it is absolutely clear what is going on here. If not these people, then their descendants, their children, will turn Texas blue. And once Texas turns blue, if we still, by some miracle or a political force in America, on the day Texas turns blue, we will no longer be a political force in America. And Tom, I, I, I want to, I want to do these. What you see on Twitter sometimes and YouTube, where you see these leftists. Something's just happened. Like, you know, a conservative got to speak somewhere. And they go on Twitter and they do these primal screams. That's how, that's what I feel like. I feel like doing a primal scream because with all this going on and a good, good Republican governor in Texas, we haven't been able to figure out anything to do about it. Nothing. Tom, if I were the governor of Texas, I would desperately look because I, I understand he's called up some more Texas law enforcement and so forth. I would do whatever I could. I would find out where the most people are pouring across the border. And I would send those people there, even if it meant that they ended up being in a conflict with the federal border patrol. Even if it meant that people, law enforcement was pushing each other and trying to overcome each other in order to get to the border and stop these people from entering the country. We're in an emergency and nobody's doing emergency things. They're doing public relations things. They're doing things to make people stay partially asleep when we are experiencing an invasion. If millions of military age men can enter America and be sent all over the country without any background checks being done on them. I didn't, I don't know why a million Chinese don't show up at the border and just walk in. Or Putin, who's having a hell of a time in Ukraine, might have a lot easier time just taking about, the, you know, 50,000 of his troops, put them in plain clothes and send them to our border. And when they get there, a guy goes, well, why are you entering the United States? I, I'm oppressed in Russia. Well, welcome. You've got a you've got a court date. Now don't miss it. It's in 2042. Be sure to show up. I this this is insanity. And we are not up to the task. Of course we're not up to the task. We had 
Representative Henry Cuellar, who is a Democrat representing one of the uh, one of the border regions, um, and who's actually been quite good on the issue, understandably, because his district is being overrun, claims that as bad as it is now, it will get exponentially worse starting Friday the 12th after Title 42 is lifted, um, because people that otherwise would have been returned to Mexico will now be released onto the streets, quote unquote, on the honor system. On the honor system, these are people who have dishonorably, who dishonorably break our laws. They're released into our country on the honor system. Um, the image of, 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 of people just walking in and out and uh, like you're walking across the street, that will send shockwaves of encouragement, of incentive to millions and millions. I mean, this is just, we've never had anything like that. Right now, um, Border Patrol is absolutely underwhelmed. We're overwhelmed, pardon me. We're talking about 10,000 people a day. That's 70,000 people a week that are, we, that many, are that many babies being born in America to American citizens, Tom? I'm, I'm not sure there are, there are that many. Uh, a week, uh, that's a football stadium every week in a month. In one month, it's uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana every month. 300, 400,000 a month. We're looking at numbers now since Biden came to office over 5 million. That's one and a half percent of our population. Well, you know, Tom, I uh, maybe a better um, a better comparison would be the Democrats, you know, have many more delegates at their convention than we do because they like to spread, the, you know, the payoffs around or whatever. So a lot of these Democrat conventions will have 10,000 people out there between the delegates and the people in the gallery. So every day a new Democrat convention arrives at the border. And it's not that much of a stretch to compare it to a Democrat convention because that's the intention of the Democrat Party. They think they're bringing in 10,000 Democrats every day they're right yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're, it's gonna take a lot of voter registration on our part <laughs> no, it's and again this is all part and we're not really hearing about this is all part of remember eisenhower's farewell address where he talked about the dangers of a military industrial complex uh well today we've got a censorship industrial complex and it is bipartisan you've discussed this earlier in this show. It's bipartisan. Republicans are involved as well as Democrats. And how, I mean, it was John Adams who argued that if you don't live in a, our system can't work uh, in a, if our society is transformed into one that's entirely materialistic and where all the levers of power, all the commanding heights of the culture are controlled by people who seek to suppress the expression of others. Uh, we have, you know, that this journalist, Matt Taibbi, who was dragged before a House committee uh, regarding the Twitter files that he published. It used to be in the old days, Gary, when a journalist got a scoop, uh, he was congratulated for it. Well, uh, Matt Taibbi, using sources apparently that included Elon Musk, I didn't realize the CEO of a company uh, sharing information with a journalist about previous practices was some kind of a crime. But now there's a member of Congress, thankfully not a voting member from, I think, the Virgin Islands or someplace, that's actually arguing that Matt Taibbi should be imprisoned for uh, colluding with Elon Musk to expose some of uh, Twitter's censorship mechanisms. Uh, yeah, Tom, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right for, you know, for those Americans or those conservatives that, uh, you know, don't really think at all about the January 6th uh, people that are in jail, uh, you know, because the thing got out of hand and it did get out of hand. And, uh, you, you know, there were things happened that shouldn't have happened. Nonetheless, those prisoners, many of them did not engage in violence. They're being treated like they're at Gitmo. And what I think my Republican friends don't realize is the goal of the left is to do that to all of us. That, that it's absolutely clear they want to criminalize conservatism. 
That, that, that's why pro-life demonstrators are getting their homes raided. That, that's why the FBI was hatching a plan in Richmond, Virginia, of all places, to infiltrate Catholic churches, to monitor what was being said in the Catholic churches. It's why the, the uh, Biden Justice Department set up an 800 number uh, so people could report their neighbors if they heard them saying bad things about the local school board. I, I mean, the, 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 every bit of proof you need is out there. They don't want to win an argument. They don't intend to win the argument. They, they don't want to have win. the argument. Right. They can't win the argument because there's still enough common sense in America to reject the argument. So they've only got two things they can do. They've got to demonize to make people afraid of normal conservatism. And then they've got to make conservatives afraid that we will be financially ruined and that we'll lose our liberty if we keep fighting them. That's what's going on. Uh, we have now. It's very funny because as the society polarizes below the top of the pyramid at the top of the pyramid you've got this it's almost this this new kind of homogeneous politics where all the public institutions and the private agencies they all want to uh, uh, capture or create something like um, one single theory that they can always tweak or change that can control the narrative of 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 everything you see, everything you hear, uh, and everything you know about an issue. And I, I realize I'm a broken record, but I and I would like to think I'm not naive enough to be uh, easily shocked. But the coverage from our media—forget about the New York Times, our media—of the Comer Commission report, I, I'm speechless. I'm stunned. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I mean, I've I, I've I've given up though. I think I I can only be outraged because I I mean this has been happening a lot, Tom, and it uh, this one's pretty darn uh, you know uh, obvious, but uh, it's it's been going on for a while. And, and look, not I don't want to go too far afield, but ju just by accident today, when I went online to look for something, uh, a, an article came up. Quoting, uh, it was an article written in 2000, and I looked at the headline. I thought, I don't even know why this came up, but I started reading it, and the article, Tom, was reporting that uh, Gerald Ford, uh, Bush, and Jimmy Carter had signed a public letter all endorsing giving communist China most favored nation trading status in 2000. And that one of the things that's said in the letter is, this is a wonderful idea. We will get access to their market, but they won't get any more access than they currently have to our market. Of course, that's exactly backwards. It, that's not what happened. And then second of all, they completely ignore the most poignant, depressing, sad thing that happened from that, which is that millions of Americans lost their blue collar working class jobs. And are now the people all over America that are going, you know what? I think I want to try populism now instead of just conservatism. I want somebody that's actually looking out for me, not for their stockbroker. Um, it, this has been going on forever, Tom, forever, forever, forever. And it's a strong force and it is very unclear and it seems to me, by the way, that as the left gets crazier, the Republicans that are willing to cooperate in all of it are being pulled along in that direction. Instead of being pulled along with the new populism, the new populist conservatism that puts America first, puts Main Street first, these establishment Republicans are all ready to accept 52 genders and abortion nine months out of the year and uh, religion needs to shut up and stay in its place, go to church, but don't bother us. Uh, it's, it's there. It's evident. It's public every day of the week. And, you know, you mentioned communist China and the challenge that we face. Uh, with the Soviet Union, uh, 
we didn't have the problem that we have with China. The very few Soviet citizens came to America, lived in America, worked at our research institutions. Yet we have, well, it's, it's just an order of magnitude, more, more difficult, more challenging. We have hundreds of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands, and most of them, I'm sure, fine, great people. But they uh, often have relatives back home. Absolutely. Uh, working in uh, secure situations. They've got to have thousands of CCP operatives that have absolutely unrestricted access to open research um, in all of our academic institutions. We, we're not just jeopardizing our competitive advantages. We're basically begging people to take them. Um, all this, this surveillance technology, these, this AI capability, which is growing at a, at a terrifying rate, quantum computing, all the high, all the high end state of the art elements of the technological race. I mean, we're giving it all away. Um, Republicans don't seem to mind. Democrats actually quite like it. I mean, we have to, and I realize we're off topic here. We've got to come up with some way to explore some of the scenarios and the consequences of our unbelievably self-destructive, naive, idiotic policies that, gosh, I hate to sound like Gary Bauer, that could very well lead us right down to the path of a world war with China. Yeah, well, look, you get to a point, Tom, where world war with China might be uh, the preferable option because the alternative is that we're going down a path that will result in the submission of the United States to a world run by communist China without there ever being a fight. And that we in that world will adopt on steroids what we're already adopting, which is the, the, the policies and the apparatus and the technology that communist China uses to suppress the liberties of its own citizens we are headed on doing that here in the United States. And, and I think this is so necessary, Tom, for Republicans to understand, including friends of ours. The elements of our FBI, and nobody knows how many elements, but it's, it appears to be not more than a few rotten apples. Significant elements of the CIA, significant elements of the Homeland Security Department, have decided that normal, average, everyday Americans that call themselves patriots, that keep bringing up the Constitution, that say that um, the kind of things we say on Bowen Rose, that they are a greater threat to the American nation than is the United Nations or Communist China or Radical Islam or North Korea. Now, they'll, they'll cart out North Korea and radical Islam periodically to keep us all afraid and as an excuse to give them even more power, who they will promptly use not to fill up Gitmo. They're emptying Gitmo. They'll use the power eventually to put more of us in a Gitmo equivalent. That's what's going on. I know it sounds a little nutty to people, but that's what's going on. And um, it, it, it's a serious situation. I mean, Republicans are, we've long had the problem of being able to articulate ourselves, uh, our own convictions about what's going on in our society and gun violence and the internal crisis. And the fact is that as this, as our society loses our moral sensibilities, our religious values. Just look at the likes even of, of, of Chris Christie and his ilk, who was on television a couple days ago, basically uh, blaming material things for spiritual problems. No government policy can substitute for a functioning, healthy, humble, morally based Judeo-Christian society a, a, a society based upon those values 
right? And, and no, he dismisses, he dismisses, you know, Republicans need to offer more than, more than thoughts and prayers. Well, I got news for you. Thoughts and prayers uh, are going to do a heck of a lot more to stop mass shootings than anything we've tried before, because the problems that we're facing internally, these are spiritual problems. They're not material problems. They're not problems of, 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 of gun access. As a matter of fact, and we've talked about this before, when I was growing up, America had much more of a gun culture, quote unquote, than it does today. I've told this story many times to you, and I'm sure you'll roll your eyes. When I was in high school, um, our high school had a riflery team that was one of the best in the state. They had practices, I think, two, three days a week. And, you know, all the cool kids, of which I pretended to be one, of course I wasn't, would laugh at these kids. They walked into school with their rifles over their shoulders. And I didn't even think about that for 30 years after I left high school. They'd come on the days they had practice with their 22s and they'd put them in their locker and they'd close their locker. Nobody thought about it. Nobody. It, it was it was like bringing a backpack to school. So yeah. this this notion. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We lived in the east end of Newport, Kentucky, as you know, uh, which was considered the nice end of town. And uh, my father had two shotguns leaning in the corner of the little entrance to the front of our house. You walked into this little entrance and then you went up a flight of stairs to the level that we lived on. But there in the corner every morning when I went out the front door, I looked over and there was the 410 and the 12 gauge leaning there in the corner. Now, Tom, some of those years I was in school. I'm willing to confess I was actually scared because I know this is going to shock people. There were some people, particularly in junior high, that didn't like me and they were prone to physicality. And I was never a big guy, including then. It never crossed my mind that a solution to my problem was to get dad's 410 and take it to school the next time one of these guys tried to mess around with me. I saw a video yesterday on Twitter. And I'm telling you, Tom, it looked like they looked like they were two, maybe 11 year old girls and they were arguing with each other. And all of a sudden, the one girl pulls a hammer out of somewhere and brings it back as far as she can and aims it at the head of the other girl. And the other girl you know, leans back in time. So it misses. That happens four more times. Once the girl blocked it just at the last minute, then she out of nowhere comes up with some sort of bear spray or whatever and sprays the other girl in the eye. These two 11 year olds were trying to kill each other. So, you know, let's outlaw hammers, knives, you know, bear spray. Uh, the, the, the country has a deep spiritual problem, obviously. Uh, one last point is we're getting close probably to the end here. Uh, and I wish we would have talked more about uh, Trump on CNN because I, I thought he did a, a fantastic job. But uh, but the, the point I wanted to make, Tom, was that you, there's a theme to our shows that there's a battle for America and only one side's going to win. That's just the way it is, because the most important things in this battle are irreconcilable things. They do not lend themselves to compromise. You, you know, uh, I'm not going to give a bunch of examples. That, that's clear. That's obvious. But the majority of contenders for the Republican presidential nomination are running around saying, I, I believe that if I'm elected, I can get a consensus. And that's what we need to do. We need to bring America back together again. We need to bring America back together again. We need to bring America back together again. Trump and usually DeSantis are the only two saying there's a battle for the heart and soul of America and only one side's going to win, folks. And if we win, we can save the country. If they win, the country's gone. Now, if you ask the, if the average Republican voter, which of these two things you believe, that we need to get a consensus or we're in a battle for the heart and soul of America and only one side's going to win. I'll guarantee you that second position is the position of 90% of Republicans, probably 40 or 50% of independents. 
And we've got all these candidates running around competing to be the consensus candidate. Elect me so I can bring us together. We can't have a consensus America until we have a consensus conservative movement that recognizes and understands none of our critical existential problems can be tackled until we defeat the left. That is the consensus we need to build. And you don't build it with them. You first have to fortify your own house and get your own house in order and recognize that the challenge is the left. They have to be defeated, period, and stop. Yeah, and every sentence should be, they have to be defeated, and here's why I think I'm the guy that can do it. That's the message. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how many, much money these guys are paying their various political consultants, but as clear as the nose on your face, that's where we are in America. Anytime I go out of Washington, D.C., and I go to any normal gathering of Americans, it doesn't even have to be a political gathering. But because of who I am, I tend to be hanging out with people that are sort of middle American people. Inevitably, when the conversation turns to our country, people will go, man, we're, we're hanging by a thread. We, we've got to turn this around and our side's got to win or it's over. I, I can't tell you, Tom, Tom, how often I hear people say, I am so worried about my children and grandchildren. You know, my time here is almost over. I've had a good life. But I, I, I can't imagine what they're going to live under if this continues. Why isn't some friends of ours talking like that, that want to be president? I, I think, and we're out of time, but I think, and perhaps we can pick this up uh, next week, they're terrified of the uh, censorship industrial complex. I, I don't know. They, they're attempting to write their own New York Times obituary? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mystery, isn't it? Unbelievable. Un well, again, you know, I actually woke up today, was feeling pretty good. It's a gorgeous day, beautiful. I spend uh, 50 minutes talking to Bauer. I want to blow my brains out. Well, you were the one that started to show with all this stuff about the Wall Street <laughs> Journal, <laughs> which right. obviously you must take to bed every night. I, I just... I, I gave up a long time ago. Did you? Yes. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I still get it. I'm, I'm angry when I missed the weekend edition because I love the crossword puzzle. <laughs> uh, but um, I used to buy it only for the editorial page. But now the editorial page is unreliable. I, I just this Biden thing. There's no story. It's I, anyway, we got to go. We're out of time. Yeah. Uh, have a great weekend. And we will uh, talk to you next week, by the way. In the event you haven't noticed, you're listening to the Bauer and Rose Show on Sirius XM, the Patriot Channel 125, and our podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, hosted by JustTheNews.com. Have a great weekend, Gary. You too, Tom.